Fix Insider November 17th. Merchant. For all the interest in e-commerce, retail media and fast last mile, most grocery shopping still happens in stores the way it has done for the last 50 years. The FT put it well. Shopping for groceries is one chore that is proving stubbornly resistant to a tech revolution. Billions of venture capital dollars have been funneled into startups that build warehouse robots and online delivery platforms, yet most shoppers still want to pick up a basket and dawdle round the aisles themselves. Unidentified object in the bagging area is the main change. All the major retailers have outsourced lots of till work to their customers, so it's nice to see one retailer recognize that many customers don't really like this innovation. The Northern, UK, grocery retailer Booths has decided to take out all the self-service checkouts. It's most unlikely any of the big boys will follow as the savings on staff are quite profound, albeit a lot of the saving now gets reinvested in security staff. It's interesting to see the Amazon just walk out tech getting a new customer at Gatwick Airport. Ironically this time the tech is being deployed at a store serving electric charging points, where a wait is inevitable. The money saved on staff suggests there is a future for a tech-driven grocery store, but no one has worked it out yet. Maybe the growth is around the edges. I mentioned the new BCG report on winning formulas for e-commerce growth the other week but only on re-reading did I see their forecast for growth, pulled out here. E-commerce poised to capture 41% of global retail sales by 2027, up from just 18% in 2017. Achieving that level of growth requires much rewiring and rethinking, and most CPGs are active in this space. I have shared the job ads where major firms are building teams specializing in fast last mile and Nestle are going a stage further, investing $100 million in Wonder, the US quick delivery firm started by serial entrepreneur Mark Lore. We mentioned Wonder a few weeks ago when they bought food kit pioneer Blue Apron, now the FT looks at that deal and isn't convinced. The problem with meal kit companies is that the product seems expensive relative to its modest advantages over cooking from scratch. To find more customers, Wonder Group could soon find itself saddled with a very big marketing bill. My opinion is that meal kits sit on the same arc as grocery delivery, 2 day, 2 hours or 20 minutes, and fast food delivery, if Wonder can offer all three to their customers there are synergies on customer acquisition and maybe on logistics. Within logistics a big focus is where you do the picking and packing. Akato favor huge robot heavy warehouses, Tesco closed their stores at 10pm, using them to pick overnight, and the fast last mile startups experimented with dark stores. Now most Deliveroo or Zoom deliveries are picked up at local stores. Walgreen are closing a warehouse and looking to use their 8,700 stores instead. There's a huge amount of efficiency in leveraging the sunk costs of a retail store as a place for fulfilling online orders for customers, said Brendan Witcher, principal analyst at research firm Forrester Research. For convenience stores like Walgreens, which rely heavily on stores' proximity to customers, why not take advantage of them as more of fulfillment locations? He said. With that density of store there is a lot to learn from Argos who used a hub-and-spoke model where each store held a specific set of SKUs so other stores could pick up from them within a couple of hours. In a good piece on the successful turnaround of Marks and Spencers they are optimistic about online. Our share of our sales online has gone from 17% to around 30%. We think that probably needs to go to 45, he added. We've not got open road but there's a lot of space ahead. Dunhumby have some interesting data in the latest quarterly report. This grocer is made for me looks at personalization and reports that Amazon Kroger and HEB are best at this. Amazon and ads. A while back a smart fix reader told me he thought Amazon's biggest problem with ads was a lack of inventory. Since then we have seen Amazon striking deals with a number of media owners, first Pinterest BuzzFeed and others. 
Now they have deals with Meta and Snap that go beyond improved monetization. Essentially Amazon has a closed loop with some of the biggest players in ads enabling them to use Amazon data for targeting and letting users buy from Amazon without leaving Facebook or IG or Snap. This seamless customer journey is better for all parts of the chain. It's a big deal but the details are still quite opaque, who gets what data is the fascinating question. And how does the sales revenue get shared when a sale is made? Some answers in this good post from a smart buyer. Another question is where is TikTok in all this? The information tell us Amazon took this deal to TikTok a year ago, but it never got traction. And this now feels like a case of your enemy's enemy is your friend, both Meta and Amazon are wary of TikTok. One factor is greed. Amazon and Meta and Snap need to show revenue growth across next year or around 25%. Otherwise they upset Wall Street and the share price suffers. Can such close collaboration between fierce rivals last? Chinese shopping. So who does TikTok fight back? Their ambition in shopping is clear, they want to participate in the sale rather than merely earn CPM for the ads. But so too does Meta. If you look at TikTok shops or Shine or Temu or Wish, they offer Chinese goods. Those Chinese firms are almost certainly selling through Amazon too. So could these Chinese apps team up to counter the Amazon Meta deal? With TikTok as the discovery surface and Shine, Temu and Wish as fulfillment, that is almost as neat. But these firms are equally greedy. Shine revenue grew by 40% in the first three quarters of this year to $24 billion, and they are targeting an IPO at a valuation of $90 billion. ByteDance also grew by 40% to $29 billion. A challenge is some user resistance to the enthusiasm for shops, buy say creators are complaining that the TikTok shop is turning the app into an ad-filled wasteland. Some Chinese approaches just do not travel, like this Chinese creator who shows items for just a few seconds, but still sells 10 meters units a week grossing $19 million a week. Really? This road deep dive on Chinese shopping is a really good take on what's driving the dramatic growth, whilst also pointing out some of the issues and anomalies. US lawmakers have also been considering a change to import tariffs, accusing Shine and Temu of taking advantage of a rule that allows packages shipped individually to avoid tariffs, giving them an edge over businesses that ship by the container. A June report by a House of Representatives committee found that H&M and Gap paid $205 million and $700 million in import duties in 2022, respectively. Meanwhile, Shine and Temu paid nothing on the vast majority of their direct-to-customer shipments. AI. It's coming up to one year ago that ChatGPT launched. Since then we have seen huge steps forward almost weekly. This week everyone is trying to digest Humane, an AI wearable device that uses ChatGPT and comes from a bunch of former Apple execs. Watch the full, 10-minute, launch video here for a good demonstration. And Om Malik's interview with Humane founder Imran Shoori is good too. As the Wall Street Journal ask, the big question is can an AI device replace the smartphone? The other part of the AI ecology is the bots, that enable specific functions and now available in the imminent GPT store. There are already lots of smart industrious peoples developing their own bots, this Lee post covers a few. A New Yorker piece on AI chatbots is quite concerning. New chatbots offer friendship, intimacy, and unconditional encouragement. Do they mitigate isolation or exacerbate it? One person mentioned was encouraged to try to kill the queen by his AI friend, he was arrested in the grounds of Windsor Castle. Another person was encouraged to kill themselves. The economist thinks AI will transform fame. Stars may worry that AI is stealing their work and giving less talented performers the skills to snatch their audience. In fact, the famous folk complaining the loudest about the new technology are the ones who stand to benefit the most. Far from diluting star power, I will make the biggest celebrities bigger than ever, 
by allowing them to be in all markets, in all formats, at all times. Like all the big platforms Google are looking for use cases for AI across their business, generative AI in search expands to more than 120 new countries and territories. Can you imagine what is going to happen in year two of AI? Creative. It's refreshing how the ad business has accepted the importance of creative in advertising, and good that many are looking to improve. ICOM have a paper on how creative attention drives effectiveness, prepared by a Google exec and a Mars One. Closer to the coal face, Vidmob founder talks with Eric Sufert on the, the creative realignment. And CreativeX founder Anastasia Lang talks in this podcast on the measurability behind the magic of creativity. Metaverse. Still not dead. Disney has an interesting use of NFTs as digital pins, or badges, based around their Star Wars IP. This is inspired by the physical pins sold at their theme parks. New TV. The controversial deal between Disney and casino group Penn to bring betting to the Magic Kingdom saw the launch of ESPN Bet this week. For a long time it was felt gambling could harm the Disney brand but $150 million a year, for 10 years, from Penn has eased concerns. Now ESPN Bet takes on DraftKings and FanDuel who together control more than two-thirds of the $9 billion US online sports betting market. As Disney review their business and consider what could be sold, ESPN is firmly off the table. A new piece of search tech from Netflix enables in video search. Retail media. The huge interest in retail media is giving brands a new problem, how to choose from all the options. Digiday report on agencies discussing the pressure with so many new options. I do think that the bigger players have a huge advantage and we will see smaller ones being bundled, or ignored. This is seen with a new Tesco partnership with Channel 4 that lets their club card data be used for targeting. Is there space for more retailers to do this? Maybe. Many, including me, thought Criteo would struggle when retargeting started to dry up. But their strategic shift to retail media has been a huge success and in Q3 retargeting was below half of revenue. This is a good explainer of the new focus at Criteo. The IAB discussed the year of retail media with execs from Criteo and Tesco in this podcast. Good insights. Agencies. There may be difficult times for agencies but people keep starting them. The new launch from Brent Hoberman's Founders Forum and Mark Boyan from Aroma looks a smart move. They have identified a niche with great potential, high-growth startups, and can differentiate from legacy media agencies who often struggle to impose a way of working that doesn't fit startups. Martin Sorrell's S4 Capital was once the exciting new player, but is facing the same stiff winds as the holding companies. The Telegraph have been quite negative for a while now and now say Sorrell's revenge dream is dead. He needs to find a way out. No one told Adweek who have just announced S4C lead business media monks as their AI agency of the year. The Drum report on the new Are Trends study where they interview brands and agencies to understand how the market is reacting to major new trends. AdTech. Just weeks after testifying on the deal to make Google the default search engine, Google CEO Sundar Pichai was back in Washington testifying in a separate case about making Google the default app store on Android phones. Apple gets 36% of Google revenue in search deal, expert says, Bloomberg. This is only applicable to Safari on iOS, but it's huge. I tried out Facebook's ad-free tier. Here's what it's like. Jellyfish explained the latest Google moves with a dramatic headline, what advertisers must know before their first-party data strategies are made redundant in less than 120 days. Plus plus. Healthcare without health workers, a unicorn pivots to an AI doctor in a box, the information. Carly Kloss buys ID magazine from Vice Media, Hollywood Reporter. Web browsing data collected in more detail than previously known, report finds, FT.
media owner research needs a large pinch of salt, sequence analytics. Time to face reality, why the major football leagues need to get used to the new dynamics. I, sport, connect. Rothermere's DMGT ends talks with Qatar over funding Telegraph bid, FT. Nepal bans TikTok, saying it disturbs social harmony.